got ourselves an X-Men fan. Maybe a quarter of it happened. And not like this. In the real world, people die. Logan. I don't want to talk about it. Logan. Just stop. Be careful. I am not whatever it is you think I am. She needs our help. Someone will come along. Someone has come along. This is what life looks like. People who love each other. A home. You should take a moment. You still have time. Hello and welcome to Deja Vu, the Ithacan's weekly review podcast. I'm Reviews Editor Jake Leary, and I'm here with contributing writer Colin Tessier. All right, we're here today to talk about Logan. Now, Colin, could you start off by talking a little bit about the film itself? I saw the movie on Friday night, and I still haven't gotten over the emotional impact of it. So, Logan is a mutant, and at this point, this movie takes place in the future, so mutants are practically extinct. So... Logan is a rare breed, and he is now the caretaker for his former teacher-slash-professor Xavier, Charles Xavier, and so they're viewed as weapons because the government is scared of them because of just tons of innocence of people getting hurt by superheroes and mutants alike. So in this world, you know, these two have to just live on the run, and they have to live like fugitives. And Logan has to try to make a living for himself, which he didn't have to do before, really. Now, in this movie, we see him in the beginning, he's a limo driver, which is kind of sad, really, because it just shows how far he's fallen. He's gone from being Wolverine the hero to a guy that's driving around girls on prom night. And you can just see such a stark contrast. And it's really just that much of a difference really does paint the picture of how miserable his life has become. And it's just amazing seeing how he has to take care of Xavier while he's himself is sick. And that's a huge point of the movie. So this exists in the world of the other X-Men films that have come out. How is this different than that that came before? This movie is about Logan. And the other movies, additionally, they are superhero movies. Like, this movie is about the man. This is not about mutants. This isn't about superheroes and supervillains. This is about a man fighting himself and trying to find a way to win that battle. And this movie stands on its own because it is so well written and it doesn't get lost in, you know, the battle between good and evil necessarily. It's about a man fighting himself. And that is just so profound and it's so much deeper, for lack of a better word, than the other superhero movies, not only of the X-Men franchise, but just in general. You don't really see that, because this, that's what this movie's about. It's just Logan and versus Logan. Uh, that's what this movie boils down to. Now, you say it stands on its own. Do you need to have any prior knowledge going into this? Can you make your way through the movie without knowing who Cyclops is or who Jean Grey is? I thought you were going to ask me that, and I was thinking about it earlier, and I thought, this is a standalone movie. And as I said, anybody could walk in and watch this movie. And the information that the, that they do give you throughout is more than enough to understand the story. Now, being comic book fans like the two of us, you know, it, it definitely helps and it gives you an even greater understanding. But they give you enough information about mutants, about Logan, about the past that has happened b- before the movie that you can definitely understand the story and you can definitely get not maybe not the level of enjoyment that a comic book fan would, but you can still definitely 
appreciate the movie for what it is. You don't need to have that prior knowledge. One of the things that really struck me while I was watching it, there's a very deliberate seeding of information throughout Logan. There's a lot that they don't tell you and a lot that they leave you to figure out on your own. Was that ever an obstacle for you while watching it? Because I was thinking I was thinking halfway through the movie that there were these major plot points that they never go into and they just allude to. Or there are things in the background that build this world and build this character but never actually are fully explained. So the way the movie begins, you know, it's Logan in a limo doing his job driving around. And that's the several first minutes of it. And you're wondering, okay, you know, I'm, I'm interested, but I don't know where this is going. And very, very slowly, they start, they start dropping in these points of information about the story, about what you need to know. But as you said, often you find yourself lacking, you know, a lot of information that you might otherwise want. I wouldn't say it was necessarily an obstacle. And honestly, I'm kind of glad that they didn't do too much exposition because that's not what they needed to do. That's not what the movie wanted to do. They wanted to focus on the story in the present and where, where Logan is heading rather than where he's been. So they gave enough information about the past so you can understand vaguely what's happened. And it kind of lets you draw your own conclusions about how we've gotten to where we are by the start of the movie. So to really answer your question, it would have been great to have a slightly more uh, concrete explanation of some of these events, some of the things that they don't really explain. But I kind of like how you have to kind of connect the dots on your own and kind of make just make it work for yourself. I completely agree. I found that while I was watching it, I had a better sense of this superhero world than I had of pretty much any other superhero world that's been depicted in recent years. And that goes for the Marvel movies as well, because you you watch the movie and they allude to these corporations in the background, and it takes place in the near future. I think it's 2027. So it's a very recognizable world, but with some things that are off and some things that seem like they could actually happen. There are automated cars and big business in agriculture that's subtly referenced, but it feels very real. And I think that's the most surprising thing about this movie is how real it feels, despite being about a man who can live pretty much forever with metal claws. I want to talk a little bit about that too, because as much as this isn't a comic book movie, it still is a comic book movie. And I was wondering if you had any issues with the comic book elements thrown into a more gritty world. The villain leaves a lot to be desired. And when you read a comic book, often you find yourself wanting a really good battle between the hero and the villain. You want a strong villain. You want a villain that's really hard to beat. And really, in Logan, the real villain is this science corporation that makes the mutants. There, there's a one individual villain, but he definitely is not the biggest villain in the movie so it's instead it's this company and which is even more powerful than you might think otherwise but even then they don't build the company up that much because they the company has a role and they show them building the mutants and so you know as a comic book fan you'd kind of want to see a more individual like one-on-one you know batman joker that kind of thing where it's a real struggle of two individuals and granted it is interesting to have that confrontation between logan and the mutants versus this company that wants to as they said, they kind of want to control mutants and exploit them and use them for their own good and make them weapons. And it's hard to have that difference because you do want that more classic struggle. The way that the movie is set up, you know, it starts with Logan, the cab, uh, the limo driver, and like you already get the sense right from the get-go, like this is the real world. And that Logan is walking around and he's sick, which even adds more humanity and realism to the story. And then you have Xavier, who is also aging and dying 
and it is just such a realistic story. So I like the balance that is used between the real world and the comic book world, and I think movies that want to do a similar thing in the future should look at Logan as the perfect way to do that because it strikes such a good balance between the two. All right, that is a perfect segue to our next topic. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with what we want to see in superhero films. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, we are back, and we're going to talk a little bit about what we think is lacking in comic book movies. And that's going to be the core of what we're going to talk about here, because there are so many superhero movies that come out, and this year alone we have Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man and Wonder Woman. It's this deluge of superheroes, but so many of them are not great, to say the least. And I think Batman versus Superman is indicative of that, and Suicide Squad too, but I think most people have forgotten about it. So when you watch something like Batman versus Superman, what is your reaction to it? What do you think is missing from it? It's kind of funny, because I like to think that perception is reality. When I was watching Batman versus Superman, I was thinking, this is okay, you know, I enjoyed it. Maybe not as much as I hoped I would, and to kind of contrast, when I watched when I watched Logan, that was everything I wanted to be and more, whereas when I watched Batman vs. Man, I was like, you know, that was okay, and I enjoyed it. It wasn't great. And then afterwards, you just saw so much media backlash, and seemingly everybody hated it, and then you just kind of started picking up on some of the things that people didn't like about it, and I realized that wasn't a really good movie. And then I look back on it, and I can see the flaws of the movie, and I can see how I want future superhero movies to improve upon that and how I want them to be different. So, like, when I'm watching a movie, I tend to really not notice a lot of, at least at first glance, a lot of the things that people have a problem with, mostly because I appreciate the fact that that is a thing, because I was so happy that we got a Batman vs. Superman movie. And then, you know, afterwards, if I were to watch it again, I'd probably pick up on a lot of the things that people have a problem with. So, you know, when I'm watching something, I like to appreciate it, and it's hard for me to nitpick it, but, you know, the more I watch something, the more I couldn't pick it. But even with Logan, I feel like there's I don't have any significant problems with that movie, even if I try to think of any. So like it, it varies movie to movie, but I'm I'm pretty easy to please. But I also do notice when things are wrong and Logan just nailed it for me. Yeah, I come from the opposite place, as you might expect. Um, and I remember watching Batman versus Superman and I was at an early screening and this was a huge buildup in my life, which is somewhat sad to say, but it was true. I was beyond excited for that movie. And by the time the credits rolled, I was a little bit dead inside because it was exactly what I expected. You know, these movies, I really think they've become formulaic in the sense that you, you have Batman and especially every time they reboot the franchise, the director is usually thinking, yep, I got to use the Joker, that's going to be the big draw, and they're assuming that the movie's going to be successful, probably based on the, the Batman name alone. So then they're thinking, I'll use Joker in the first movie, and then you know I'll use that to kind of launch the franchise, and then I'll have other movies to kind of you know bring in some of that history that you were talking about. And unfortunately, it just doesn't work out that way. You know, A lot of these movies kind of fail to live up to expectations, they don't make the money they're expected to, they don't get the feedback they're expected to, so they don't get a chance to do that. And so we're left with these movies that fail to meet the expectations and they don't have a chance to fix that. You know, you look at a lot of the Marvel movies, they've built this great cinematic universe, but they are sticking to a formula and it works. When I watched Doctor Strange, I was pretty excited, going into it that is. But then it just it was such 
a formula. It was such a, it was like a, a, these movies are becoming like an assembly line in that you know you have your character origin story, you introduce you know this one big villain, the the hero overcomes the villain and usually has some personal growth somehow throughout the movie. At the end of the day, it's not going to be too long before even the Marvel movies, if they don't really start to change and to really diversify themselves, are going to start facing a lot more scrutiny for being so. Con, you know, cookie cutter and among among themselves, and other movies probably are going to start doing the same things, and we're going to f- probably find ourselves in a world that we're stuck with the same exact product, just given some slightly different flavors. You know, DC is probably going to start taking on the Marvel formula, where they've got their own universe and their own thing, and they're going to do something pretty similar. And it's what they're building with, I think, with Justice League and the things that they're going to start doing. And it's just, it's not a pretty picture. It's unfortunate that that's the case. But I also think that's the reason that Deadpool was such a big hit because it broke out of that and it broke out of that hard. It was such a different superhero movie. It was the first R-rated superhero movie we've had in a long time um, in this wave of major superhero movies. It, the self-referential aspect of it you know, gave it the ability to poke fun at all of those other formulaic movies that were out there. So it was like a breath of fresh air. And Logan is as well. So do you think the answer is moving more in that direction in the subversive, self-referential, self-aware um, direction or the Logan direction of being very gritty and dark and violent? Is that the way to go? I think there needs to be a balance between the two. I loved Deadpool. I've seen it several times. Deadpool, though, that can't work for everyone. That, the, the things that people love about Deadpool those are pretty exclusive to the Deadpool of the character. Deadpool is fourth wall breaking. Deadpool is self-aware. Deadpool, that's who he is. That's what makes the character so, so successful. So if you were to say every movie needs to take that formula, that A, that cheapens the style, so it does, quickly it's going to become far less successful. And B, it's just, again, then you look at the, the same thing where it's going to be all the movies are doing the same thing, and that's not what we want. You know, every movie needs to try and find a way to be successful on its own, to stand out on its own. And I'm, I'm looking at Logan as something that did that in its entirely own way. It broke out of the trends of the other superhero movies, and it found a way to really stand out. Logan is in the real world. You, you really get the sense that this could happen, and it makes it that much better of a story. So there should be some sort of balance between that gritty realism, but not too much because the DC has really gotten a lot of criticism because people have really hated you know, the dark and gritty Batman, the dark and gritty Superman. And that's why DC really has been, has been struggling in the box office. So there needs to be a balance between the really dark and gritty. And people do love the Marvel comedy, so there needs to be a, a nice balance and really try and get that nice um, cooperation between the two. You know, you look at Logan, and it has a lot of comedy in it. And it's genuine comedy. They're, they're not really even trying to be funny, but just that kind of gritty Logan humor that has been kind of teased in some of the previous X-Men films. You really get a lot of that in Logan to break up the dark and grittiness. And a lot of films, if they were to try and do something like that, I think that would be the way to go about it. I want to do one last quick-fire question. I want to know, and you alluded to this before, but I want to know your three favorite comic book movies. And I'll start with me because I'm a little bit selfish, but that's how it's going to work. And as a DC fan, this is blasphemous, but I think my favorite comic book movie of all time is Hellboy 2, which is never talked about and has disappeared into the ether, but I love it. And I think Logan has rode up to a solid number two, 
and X-Men First Class is sitting at number three at the moment. So where are you at? Where are you in the land of comic book movies? I think I'll say that The Dark Knight will probably be my number one, and that's pretty hard to top. Not only because it's a really good movie, but there's a, such a level of nostalgia in it because I saw it when I was pretty young. You know, That was 2008. I was probably 11 or so. So I just kind of associate that with childhood. And that just really intensifies how much I like the movie when I go back and watch it nowadays. So I'll say Dark Knight's number one for the great story and a great film and the nostalgia associated with it. I'll probably say Deadpool for number two, mostly because I've seen it several times and it's had the chance to sink in. And I really do appreciate the humor in it and how it really does break so many of the tropes that you see in other comic book movies. And I just really enjoy that one. And maybe it's recency bias, but... I got to say, Logan is right now number three, and I have a feeling that it'll it'll easily become number two. I'm probably going to watch it again in the near future and many more times after that, but I would say Logan's definitely number three. It is an incredible story. It is such a well-produced film, and it is just amazing. All right, that's our show for this week. Uh, Colin, thank you for sitting down with me today and talking about comics. I'm always in for that. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here. I've had a great time, and I'd be happy to do it again. For Deja Vu, I'm Jake Leary. Thank you for listening.